My Big Black Fantasy Podcast. Episode 11 starts now. Is Dak half? Yes, his mom is white. Man, damn, lost another one. Hello and welcome to my Big Black Fantasy Podcast. This is B, episode 11. Lucky number 11. In Vegas, if you play, if you hit 11, that's that's big money, isn't it, doggy? Yeah, oh yeah, 16 to 1. Yo, 11, baby. <laughs> he knows all about that. We'll get to that later, later, later on in the show. I'm also joined by Jay Maddie. What's going on, man? What's up, fellas? Everything's good? Well, that's good. Are we recovering from fantasy now? We're into the season. Recovering. I'm, I've hit my stride. Oh, well, that's not good to hit so early. I mean, <laughs> and maybe we should ask... Uh, the misses about that, you know, it's, it's yeah, always I, I, a thing about I, peaking too early. No, you don't want to peak too early. Stride in all facets. All facets mm-hmm. the game. Bring it on. Um, let's just get right into it, folks. Let's get into it. Josh Gordon, <laughs> the enigmatic, mercurial, whatever you want to call this guy. And I go back to our very first show. I say you just can't trust the guy because as of now, he's still gotten has not gotten through a full season in what four years, like five twenty five games in the last three years. There you go. So, again, you have him now released, or sorry, traded, moving on to the New England Patriots, which is, you know, a lot of Patriots fans are excited about it. I'm not so sure if Josh Gordon's on my team. I'm excited about it because he. it's not like he's going to suit up Sunday and ball out. He may, but I don't think that happens quite that easily. Uh, Jay Maddie, what's your first take on that? Well, I mean, for the Patriots, I think it's a good deal because they're really not giving up anything. They're, mm-hmm. they're giving up a fifth round if he sticks, and if he doesn't, they get back a seventh round. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if he, if he hits, it's a home run. Yeah. Um, people in the fantasy community are super excited about this, and I would just pump the brakes a little bit. Sure. Because, you know, Cleveland, although Cleveland is not the organization that New England is, they've been patient with this guy for Three years. Yeah. I mean, they've they've done everything they can for him. They stuck it out with him, and still, after all that, they're like, we're cutting ties. So mm-hmm. something tells me, you know, they they know a little better what's going on with that situation. And, and you know, grab Gordon if he's on the waiver wire, but I wouldn't go trading a future first round pick or anything in a dynasty league. Yeah, yeah, Dougie, what about you? Well, for the Patriot fans, I'm thinking, you know, like they're hoping like he turns into like what Randy Moss did. Yeah, that year. Yeah, know? that's the hope. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, but you know, I mean, it's just like I couldn't trust uh, Josh Gordon on my fantasy team, but I wish him well, you know. And let me tell you something: if that shit goes right, and then Edelman comes back, that's a wrap. They're going to tear some shit up. No, th- I mean, there's potential, but that is his whole. That's his life story as an NFL player. Is a potential. You look at Josh Gordon, you figure out, what do you have here? You have a guy, like we said, who's not gotten through a season in years, a complete season without a mishap of some sort. Um, Now, you bring him into a situation where, uh, you know, this time he has an opportunity to succeed. It's going to be based, as always, on him. But really, what do you have? You have Edelman coming back in another two weeks, right? Mm -hmm. Um, He's going to get some some balls thrown. Gronk's still going to get his balls. I think Hogan suffers. And I think the winner, as as in, in always in life, it seems, is Tom Brady. Yeah. 
Well, here's the thing. It tells me it tells me that Tom Brady's not happy right now. The fact that they just keep signing one guy after another. I mean, this is like the third guy now they've signed since the season has started. Sure. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if this fails and they bring in Des Bryant. I just don't think he likes his weapons right now. Um, or maybe they're just trying to buy time and, until they get Edelman back. But what it what it also tells you is, you know, Dorsett's been putting up some nice numbers. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like them. It's uh, you know because you know he's he's putting up some decent numbers, but Brady's obviously not satisfied with that guy. So I I would uh, if I had Dorsett, which I do, I'd be looking to unload him right now. Yeah. You also have Edelman coming back, um, and of course you know if Gordon is on the waiver wire, you got to grab him. He's got to be the number one grab this week. Yeah. I mean it's 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 a it's a home run if it hits. But I would not go out and trade a player for him. Mm-hmm. No, it's you know I'm, I'm not I from the beginning. I can't trust the guy. I would not break my neck to uh, pick him up on the waiver wire. I mean, if he's if it's if he's sort of just well, hanging I mean, out who's there, on, free. who's on the waiver wire that that you like more than than Gordon? Well, G- Giovanni Bernard right now. Well, he's coming back. For, he's going to be a two week play, but two weeks at three downs. He's getting three down work for two weeks for a team that has shown they can block for Joe Mixon. And these injuries are never what they say they are. Two to four weeks, a lot of times could be five weeks, five to six weeks or whatever. But you get a a solid, dependable three down back who has never had an issue with anything, has never not shown up for something. And it's something that as the season begins to mature, you can sort of hang your hat on. You don't have to guess as to, oh, God, I put Josh Gordon in. Is he going to be at a photo shoot and get cut this week? Because all of that, and it goes back to what we said very early on, you just can't trust him. Um, speaking of fantasy, because this is a fantasy show, uh, what we're going to do as the season progresses is go into where we were right each week and where we were wrong, sort of give you guys an honest view of what we're doing. We don't like giving you guys bad information, and we don't want to you know, just sort of ignore it when we do give you bad information. So we want to be held accountable. So, Maddie, where'd you go right? Where'd you go wrong? All right. Well, I mean, in week one, you'd know I was damn right on James Conner and Geromino Allison. We lost that podcast, so I just want to throw that in there. (laughs) All right. Um, And I'm riding Conner all year long. Sure. Um, He's a a top five back Mm -hmm. for me. Um, Week two, um, I was right about Dorsett. Mm -hmm. I said to pick him up. Um, I was right about Big Ben. I said he was he was the play of the week, and uh, you know Steelers lost, but he had a monster week. Sure. Um, so I was right there. Just in general, I was right. I, I got four squads, and I'm looking at seven and one right now. Very good. So uh, I'm just I'm just all about right right now. Where, where was that wrong? Mm-hmm. Uh, we we disagreed on that uh, Disley. Yes. Am I saying that name right? Yes, Disley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know he he. He actually didn't have a big game, but this he got week. In, he got in the box, he got in the end zone mm-hmm. at the end of the game. Sure. And the, the important thing is they're using him, mm-hmm. um, so it looks like he's going to be the guy moving forward. So I would say you were right there, and I was wrong. And that might be the only time you hear this all year. I, I'm very interested to see how segregate your eight comes this week. I, 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 we, we, we it's sort of a blind right, edition we'll there. because we don't we don't I haven't I'm not aware of the numbers as we speak. But doggy, what did you do right? What did you do wrong this past fantasy weekend? Well, the first week. I did right with James White. And if you ain't white, you ain't right. You know, and um, man, he just, you know, he did pretty well. He got me some money. And, um, you know, he just stays active within that offense. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, Brady always looks for him. You know, he gets, even though with uh, Burkhead in there, you know what I mean? So yeah, um, I did right with him. And um, the second week I did wrong with Kittle, Oh, uh, the tight end. And I benched, uh, what, Rudolph? 
So, you know. That's a tough one. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a tough one each week for me because yeah. you never know which one of those tight ends are going to explode. Mm-hmm. But, um, hey, on that waiver wire, man, you guys need to go out there and get Eckler, too. Mm-hmm. From uh, from the Los Angeles yeah, he Chargers, looks to be the new Danny Woodhead. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. He's like a Woodhead, so you know, um, just keep your eyes open for him. Oh, I was also right on that uh, Lindsey in Denver. Um, yeah, I said he went off. Up. He's uh, he's the dude. You know, everybody went in on Freeman because he was the draft pick, but this this guy is the dude, and he's he's running well. And you know, Denver typically historically likes to have one guy in there. Mm-hmm. So until he get gets injured or stinks it up. Ride him. Yeah, and that that goes, and I did not like Denver's running back situation going into the draft, and it shows you what sort of you know horrible, horrible pick that could be when you go high on a guy like a Freeman, and then lo and behold, somebody sneaks in the back door, and you someone you no one knew anything about going into this, and now you you're going to spend the rest of that season recovering for that draft pick you made to get Freeman because everyone was hot on him; he was definitely going to be the starter. And I wasn't sold. I'm glad I stayed away Yeah, but, from you know, you got to take those chances on rookie running backs because that's where you find the gold. You get a rookie running back in round four or five who hits, and that makes your season. So no, you're right. It's just, right. It's not, he's not the one. And look mm-hmm. at Penny now, right? Yeah. You know, he put fucking Carson on the bench last night. You know, it's just like, dude. You know, like, damn, he's on a waiver wire. You got to go out and get him, too. Hey, dog, while we're talking about where we were right, why don't you tell everybody how you were right the past week? Oh, man, you know, I'm talking about on the crap table, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk the crap table. You know, uh, I came up in Vegas. You know, I stung How much ass. did you come up? Um, I came up a little over 70 grand. Ooh, you know, money. Um, but, you know, I dug a little bit to get there. But, hey, it's still 70 grand. You take it. You know, Shit, yeah. so, take the 70. Uh, and I and I found myself in a dark place, guys. So don't go out there like that. <laughs> my black chips start turning into my black hundred dollar chips start turning into five hundred dollar chips. Little purple ones, the little purple ones start turning into the gold, baby. That's what you want to play with because uh, those are the thousand dollar. Yeah, chips. I don't think I've ever seen one of them. And yeah. then you get the Dookie Browns. <laughs> the Dookie the Browns, Dookie Browns are five thousand dollar chips. <laughs> The Damn. drinks start rolling. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm throwing thousand dollar yos, thousand dollar twelves, thousand dollar each heart, and we're rolling. That's, yeah. that's why your fantasy team stunk it up. You used up all your good juju on the crap table. Oh man! But uh, that's yeah. a win. Yeah, that's a win. No, and you you got the Dookie Brown chips, but you didn't Dookie no, at the table. Okay, good. Because you said the drinks are flowing, so you never know. You're damn right. But I did fall on my face out there. That that happens. Yeah. Now don't spend all that in one place. No. <laughs> so I, I another place I, I was wrong. I want to throw okay. out there. Go ahead. So I got the Sean Jackson on two of my squads. Ooh. Week one, he went off for 31 points. I didn't play him. Sure. Damn. Week two, I'm thinking, you know. He, didn't play him again. He does he? this like two, three times a year, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the games he scores five points. Sure, sat him again. Mm. Bam, he went off. Now that whole Bucks offense, you got it. You got to be thinking, like, are they the real deal at this point? Yeah, with Fitzpatrick. You know I mean? Yeah, you know they're a surprise, and you know one game you could say a fluke. Two game, you're now you're really looking at a trend setting. Yeah, and so two games is a trend. You know, in the NFL. it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they roll out. I think that Jameis is in deep trouble coming back yeah. or not. I don't coming think back. he's coming back. Yeah, Jameis might be out to. I said that before the start of the season. Yeah, and he got sued civilly today, by the way. So that's oh. breaking news. So it's an ongoing saga with Jameis. But let me tell you where I was right. I was right with Chris Thompson. I mentioned him. I you know like guys like him like guys like Duke Johnson, like guys like Eckler, who get minimal carries but produce big numbers with the few chances they get. 
Chris Thompson had a big week. Will Disley, as we mentioned, uh, got sort of leapfrogged Vanette as the starter in Seattle. He got in the end zone late last night in a meaningless touchdown, but a touchdown nonetheless. And Corey Coleman, uh, the two Patriots picked him up. And upon uh, signing Josh Gordon, they went ahead and released him. I told you there was nothing to see with Corey, and he just cleared waivers today. So he's now looking for a team. Where I was wrong, and this some of this stuff is so fluky, and I'm not upset at being 0-2 because a lot of the fluky stuff that's happened to me is not going to happen all season. Just can't. I have the Ravens as the uh, defense, and I told everyone, go get the Ravens defense. They scored negative one point that that's not a, a fluke that's a I'm, fluke. I'm gonna tell you a couple things right here about about that okay. number one you don't choose a defense in your draft inside of the first 10 rounds like you did that's always a mistake anytime you do that because the defenses from year to year in fantasy not necessarily in nfl but in fantasy who's at the top changes every year there's no consistency to it mm-hmm. number two at the end of week two is when you want to go get your defense because whoever is at the in the top ten after two weeks of fantasy on defense, they're there at the end of the year eighty percent of the time. That's just a fact. There's some truth to that. No, that's a that's a statistical statistical fact. fact. The thing with getting in early is that you're again you're trying to get out ahead early. You're trying to put up numbers early. You're going with the top defenses early. I always like to field my starting team first and then worry about my bench later. First week of the season, they gave you 18 points. Second week of the season, they give you negative one. So you, you there's, you know, it's not like they gave me a okay, negative they're not, one. Negative they're not one. a terrible defense, but no. look, right now you got the Miami Dolphins on the waiver wire in most leagues, mm-hmm. probably more than 50% of leagues. Sure. Go get the Miami Dolphins. They're, they're, they're going to be a top 10 fantasy defense for sure. Okay. We will, add, that will be part of the ad drop segment. And now, in terms of where I was wrong, well, continuing where I was wrong, because I was wrong a couple of times. Benjamin Watson, this is another fluke. He scores four points, but he was wide open on a touchdown that Breeze oh, over, <laughs> overthrew him by a oh, mile. Jesus, I, <laughs> if I he could have made that throw. If he catches it, I mean, it wasn't even close. The guy, the guy was wide open, and a Breeze overthrew him. You're talking about a double-digit fantasy week for Benjamin Watson, who I picked up off the way or well, So if he wasn't 73 years old, he might have been able to climb there, the stairs again. There, no one could have caught no. that. No one. He, he overthrew him by a mile. And in the end zone by himself. So that was a fluke, but I'll take the L on that. Cole Beasley, and actually for any uh, Dallas wide receiver, at least for now, there's not going to be a number one. They're going to run the ball. Any any number of receivers is going to get three catches a game. Um, Abandon Dallas receivers. Don't try to find the number one. Look, I'm on Team White Guy, and I told you not to pick up Beasley. (laughs) (laughs) He does that every year. I have one game with seven, eight catches. And And then that's it. Well, he was on my bench. No harm, no foul. So... That's the thing, is that Dallas, it's going to be Zeke, and to some extent Dak, depending on how he's throwing that day. But beyond that, that's really all you have in Dallas. Can I can I give it to you a little bit and tell you one other area where Matt was right and you were wrong? Yeah. Since, I, since I said this is where you were right, I was wrong? Sure, go right ahead. Okay, your, your th- three running back theory that you were harping on that God told you from above that you sure. got to do going in the draft. you got to get three running backs off the top. Yeah. Well... You don't want three running backs off the top because you want wide receivers in your flex spot. There are only, you know, eight to 12 running backs that are going to put up numbers like the top 30 wide receivers. You want to get two. Sure. You want to get two in your first three picks. If you can get two studs, take two off the top. But then you want to load up on wide receivers because you want to fill that flex spot with wide receivers. That's who gets the numbers in today's NFL. Yeah, but it's easier for at least 
in my thought. It's easier to pick a back than it is to pick a wide receiver. There's a lot of things that have to go right in order for that guy to catch the ball. The ball has to be delivered correctly on time. The guy has to catch the ball. The play has to be called, so on and so forth. Running backs, each scenario, you have a run and you have a pass option. Sometimes a play will break down and a running back will get money off of a throwaway sort of check down yeah, pass. Yeah, but running backs aren't operating in a vacuum. You get a guy like Saquon Barkley on, on a team with a shit offensive line, that's no good, right? Y- well, That's a great runner. They got a terrible line. He's not doing much. Yeah, but the thing is, is you're, you're playing, or at least I'm playing, a math game. Saquon's out there every down. I will take as many guys out there every down as I can. I don't necessarily want a number two receiver who gets subbed out or who doesn't get as many targets because it's just opportunities. Yeah, okay. That's It's just two philosophies. All right, seven and, and one. Se- well, right seven now, and it's early. Right. And like I said, a lot of fluky stuff. I'll tell you happened. what about Saquon Barkley and the Giants. Mm-hmm. I don't want anybody on that squad. That might be the worst team in the NFL. They are just uh, that offensive. They should they should have drafted Sam Darnold mm-hmm. and then about seventeen offensive linemen. That's what that team should have done. <laughs> well, that was what it, I think. Going back to the first podcast, we said you know there were people that were going you know losing their minds behind Saquon, saying oh he's going to have the same kind of rookie year Zeke did, and no one looked at the offensive no, line. No, no one they had a terrible line last year, and they didn't add to it. And they haven't had a running back successful running back in I can't Tiki Barber is that the last one? I don't Maybe. remember who else. Yeah. So to expect him to come in and just flourish, and everyone talks about the 68-yard touchdown run and so on and so forth, but that's been it. But I will still take his opportunities if given a chance to get Saquon because he's in there three downs. Ads and drops. Doggy, this week, who you adding, who you dropping? Um, well, I'm going to try to add um, Penny in Seattle, mm-hmm. and I'll drop like Amendola or something like that. And uh, other than that, um, who else would I try to – that guy in um, – San Francisco was his name Goodwin. Oh yeah, San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll try to add him. He's coming and, back. You know. Yeah, he's got that quad thing. I haven't heard a whole lot, but yeah. I, at some point, it's not a year long type thing. Uh, you know, he's coming back. He burned me my first game, so yeah, I'm I'm leery. But try Benjamin. Yeah, because you know, just <laughs> to the simple fact, it's not him. It's just their system. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, no, that right now. So mm-hmm. no, yeah. Kelvin Benjamin. Yeah, Kelvin Benjamin. Drop him. You know, and that's about it right now. Maddie, what about you? Well, in in a like a a smaller league, if you can still get Braida from San Francisco, yeah, that guy, that guy, you know, he's the guy right now. Go get him. Um, if Corey Clement is available, yeah, um, he's looking like he might be. You know, last week Darren Sproles was getting those touches. This week he's getting them, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that trend might continue because he looked pretty good. Especially with the Jai and his back. Yeah. That might be yep. an issue this week. Um, Javoris Buck Allen, mm-hmm. another guy in the same vein. Now, sure. you know, he's not, he's he's catching six, seven ball. He's another one of those guys like Eckler. Yeah. I would get him. Yeah, that's true. And now if you're in a in a professional league like the FFPC, 20, 20 players to a squad, I got a sneaky pickup that I'm going for this week. I'm going to go get Ronald Jones. Okay. Tampa Bay. Yeah. He's not even active right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that team is tearing it up, and uh, Peyton Barber is not looking so good. And I think eventually they're going to give the ball to the rookie. I'm going to I'm going to grab him, stash him deep on my bench, and just wait for him to get in there. No, I, I mean, and you're right. A lot of times when you, you look at where these guys are drafted, you know that just the NFL as a business, some so he's going to get a shot, right? I mean, they're not going to draft you number one. You could say the same thing about him. You could say the same thing about Rashad Penny. 
Uh, it, it, the dog mentioned, I think he's a but, decent, but Seattle is another yeah. one. Their line is awful. It's, it's awful. I, I wouldn't, I would, I'd stay away from that. Well, but they, they can space it out with Penny though. Yeah. You know, he can get screens and you know, he can really, they can put him in the space. He could make it happen. Yeah. And you're, again, you're playing volume. Their line is awful though. If you get, if you, if he becomes the starter, you have another starting back and that's like having an ace in poker is, you know, have that starting running back. You'd love it if he played all three downs, but to get those first two downs at least is really what you're trying to get to, to get the fantasy points you need. Um, Gio Bernard, I think is the big time ad this week, just because of the injury to Mixon. again, like I said earlier, three downs, he's going to play the three downs. He's going to catch the ball. He's there for two to four weeks or longer. Again, these injuries linger. They, no one knows until the guy comes back. So he has a history there. You can count on him for that. He's played that role before. Uh, Dan Bailey just signed off of uh, free agency. <laughs> there you go, kicker. <laughs> hey, he, he you again. You're hoping for these big time kickers. He goes to a team that scores a lot of points. If you have a guy who's just sort of you know middle of the line sort of kicker, uh, take a chance on Dan Bailey. He was one of the best two years ago. Had some injuries. We'll see what happened. Adam Vinatieri, another one who again 50 yard field goals. He he hit one in week one. Those if you if you're in a league where you get extra points for the distance, that's a guy as well. Um, again, sticking with kickers, Sam Ficken. You're from, gonna have a roster <laughs> full of kickers. Don't no, forget defenses. about Seabass. Yeah, well, it's, it's Sebastian. Like yeah, Sebastian. Fifty-six yard field goal now. Yeah, Janikowski. That well, I don't, I'm I'm a little bit leery because I think Seattle's gonna be in the toilet this year. But Ficken, a lot of people will tell you to jump on Ficken because the Rams score a lot of points. I think you need to wait on him because it's you, it's not like apples to apples. Zerline is out there kicking 50-plus yarders. I know Ficken has had a hard time keeping jobs, so that's a little different. So, you know, those are the guys I say you pick up. I got another one. Go ahead. Um, Eric Ebron. Now, mm-hmm. here's a first-round oh, yeah. pick at tight end, right? Yeah. Tight end traditionally is the hardest position in the NFL to to come in and play right away. So mm-hmm. people people are down on him, him. oh, he's a bum because he was first-round pick, and his first three, four years weren't very good. Sure. Well, now it looks like he's coming into his own. Yeah. Uh, he went over to Indy. He wasn't even supposed to be the starting tight end, but mm-hmm. but he's uh, he's looking good. I'd, I'd go grab him. He's, he's and they a run big a lot guy. Of, he's got all the talent. They, yeah. Yeah. Look, Jay Maddie, they run a lot of um, two tight end sets, yep. too, with yep. Doyle and him out there at the same time. Yeah. yeah, and so. and Luck historically likes his tight ends. Yeah. yeah, and he's gotten, what is it, two double-digit games so far. He used to have a problem with the drops in Detroit, has not shown that so far yet. But decent pickup. Um, my drops, like I said before, any Dallas wide receiver you have, <laughs> get rid of him. Any okay. Dallas player. Because <laughs> it's going to be about Zeke. Zeke. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's about it. And, and you can maybe pick up Dak later on in the season during a bye week if your quarterback's out. But beyond that, that's really all you have what to do. What about Dez? I, I picked him up as a you know a um, speculative ad, thinking that the Patriots were going to sign him. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't look like it's going to happen. But no, someone's got to sign him soon, right? At mm. some point he'll play. I think he's. I think he he knows at some point he's going to play. I just don't know if he's the kind of guy that is going to flourish in a system where he's not the guy. And I don't know if you want him in that in that role. You know. Before the season started, you said somewhere like Buffalo. Well, Buffalo's so bad, oh, I don't think he right. would make any any difference whatsoever. Dez in needs a top ten or top seven quarterback. Yeah, he needs he needs a lot. 
He's a high, like he said, he's high. He, I think he admitted to this. He's high maintenance or whatever. But maybe he goes back to Dallas. I, you know, I thought that the other day. He and Jerry Jones showed up at the same concert. I thought that that might be the beginning of something. It didn't. It doesn't make any sense. That the Cowboys have these receivers and won't invite Dez back. But it kind of shows you got to be more going on. No, yeah, in the locker room. He he burned he burned the bridges yeah. basically. That's that's what it sounds like. Um. Oh. You know, something I noticed while watching, you know, all these games, and I sit there in front of my TV every Sunday like many people and just don't move. I get into an NFL-type coma. James Conner is like the only light-skinned black running back man ever. I mean, I just noticed. Does that <laughs> like, mean I, I can like, pick him up on my squad? Well, no, because he's half. Or he's got to be half. You could look at the texture of his hair until he's half. That haircut he's Bus got. Bus was light-skinned, right? Who? Bus. He I don't know if he's that light. Like there are no light skinned running backs. The guy Burkhead, it's pretty light. He's white. White. Yeah, he's light. But light. it's not the same thing. But he's light skinned, and there's like so literally light skin means black, black, but lighter, light, like black, a like a light, four light four coffee creamer kind of guy. Like I'm trying to That's get lighter than me. Well, three yeah. and a half, three and a half. But it just seems odd that he's like the only light skinned and I think Brita, but if the sun comes out, Brita's a little darker. Do you have, do you have a theory or a I don't know. Or? It's just peculiar. It's like there's no light skinned running back. It's like light skinned guys were popular in the eighties and then they just totally vanished. Well, like I'll be dinosaurs. Sure. I'll, be sure. I'll be sure. All these dudes were light skinned. Sure. That was it. <laughs> and so so has the same thing happened to light skinned running backs because what's the guy who was real smart played for the Vikings who's light skinned running back uh, Robert something. Robert Smith. Smith yeah super Out smart USC, right no yeah, he like a, Ohio State Ohio State that's right yeah, yeah super yeah, yeah super Robert fast yeah, super yeah. smart guy I think he could have been a doctor or some craziness yeah that's like the last light skinned running back that I remember everyone else is dark skinned so. I don't know if there's, you know, a rally that we should plan for light-skinned running backs out there, a support group that we can get behind. But I noticed that you're not being represented light-skinned running backs. Come out wherever you are. You're probably very easy to be seen. But anyway, um, moving on. Oh, speaking of James Conner. Go right ahead. In the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Can I, I, I went on a rant last week about Mike Tomlin, and we <laughs> lost that rant. Yeah, we but did. But it seems apropos... To do another one, sure. given what's going on there. Did you mm-hmm. see today that Antonio Brown did not show up for practice? That's a oh, problem. He didn't. didn't. No, he show did up not. For practice. Wow. All right. Mm-hmm. So, Mike Tomlin, let's let's just review. Okay. Last year in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He's given he, a dissertation. He's last got like a year paper in the here. playoffs, uh-huh. he <laughs> looks past Jacksonville and starts talking about New England. Yeah. They lose. Sure. A couple of years ago, he kind of does the same thing with Denver and Tebow. Mm-hmm. They lose. All right. Week one, they had 12 penalties. Uh, terrible clock management at the end of the game. Mm. Just a bunch of blunders. They blow it. Now you've got Antonio Brown yelling at coaches on the sideline. He's live Facebook posting in the locker room. He's not showing up to practice. You've got players tweeting about Le'Veon Bell's holdout. You've got 24 penalties in two games. Yeah. Terrible clock management. Um, he's lost this team, and I think he lost it a long time ago. Yeah. Everything that went on with Martavius Bryant. Martavis. Black okay. people don't have three right, just, just please get for for this Steelers fan and all my Steelers people back home. Get rid of Tomlin. It's time, man. Yeah, it's time. This this team should have Ben should have four championships in his pocket by now. Mm-hmm. He's got two. Get get rid of him. 
No, you, you got a point. And you, it, you've been gradually getting right. It, it's becoming more and more obvious that the, the team is like a circus. There's, what are they going to do? Are they going to trade Antonio Brown now? Well, you're going to trade Brown and Bell? Sure. Why not? No, it, it's, it, it might be time. I mean, it might be one of those things where you just the team is just tired of listening to the same voice. And, some, and you know, no fault to them. The same thing happened to Pat Riley with the Lakers in the early 90s, is that you just get tired of the same voice. The same thing may be happening to Pittsburgh but here. But that's the thing. He's just... All he is is a rah-rah guy. That's all he's got is mm-hmm. rah-rah and cute little things he says in press conferences. Yeah. He's got he's got no skills, no time management, no game management, no play calling. He's and he's no discipline. He tried to trip a player running down the sideline. <laughs> yeah. How are you gonna funny. discipline <laughs> your players when you have no discipline? Well, oh, there's emotion that comes into it oh, a little bit. On. But there's gotta be discipline. Did you see Bill and, Belichick trying to trip a player? No, he he does tape record practices though. Okay. <laughs> so, he's, like, he's sneaky. He's smart about it. <laughs> Dougie, how do you feel about Tomlin? I think it's time for Tomlin to go also. Yeah. You know, uh, my brother, though, you know, yeah. I hate to see the black man lose a job. Come on, there's yeah. enough black you know, guys coaching. But, uh, it's not gonna. Wait, know, what, what is enough exactly, Matt? Is there I a number? Like one. <laughs> 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 no, but like, I do think it's time for Tomlin to go, though. I think the games passed him up. Yeah, and, it's uh, seeming that way. Yeah, yeah, it's becoming a circus. I feel better now. I've, you got it out. Brewing him. Yeah, you, you came here with like a you know a peachy folder yeah. and some 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 <laughs> some separators and stuff. I wanted like to make sure I had my some notes right. So yeah, yeah. You, I'm glad you got it out. But no, I think it's a circus. I think it's time that he you know you, you begin to look for another coach there because he's losing control of the team my only thing is i'd like the guy to get another job i don't want, want him to be one of those black coaches that disappears oh, he, he'll go straight to the booth he's made for well the booth. whatever what whatever it is i think he deserves another shot if he wants it coaching if he wants to go to the booth i think he'd be great um you know we'll see what happens i don't want him to be like cito gaston who coached or managed the toronto blue jays one two world series and then nobody knows who he is so that's the, i i'd like to see him get another shot but it, this may be the beginning of the end for him. It feels that way, at least. Yeah, I mean, your best players not your two best players are not showing up. Yes, yeah, that's yeah, a problem. That's that's a problem, and that that you you can't you know kind of kick the can on that. That's the, the coaches or should be accountable for stuff like that. It's it's stuff that you put in the system. It has to do with discipline, and that is usually or should be the coach. If the Steelers had some balls on them, mm-hmm. they would package. They would package Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown Ooh. for a for a killer defensive back <laughs> and a linebacker because that defense is bunk and their offense is doing just fine without those guys. Yeah, they don't no. have much pause. No, the defense is terrible. Uh-uh. Is it, I mean is is terrible. They if they don't turn around quick, this could be a, a really. Well, they got Tampa Bay this week. You know? Yeah, Tampa Bay's and forty on everybody. <laughs> you know? On the Patrick. road Monday night. Yeah, that might Start be Jackson. the <laughs> beginning game, of might, the end. That game might be sixty to sixty. Yeah, well, I'll be tuning in. All right, what else you got? Um, speaking of coaches, uh, Gruden. Another, this is another situation that I think could get really bad in Oakland really quickly. But the, you know, what are they going to do? They're paying the guy hundred million dollars. He's there at least until they get is to that Vegas. all guaranteed. I think so, right? Is that a hundred wow. or a huge That's chunk of it? A bad move. This, yeah, it's a bad deal. And then on top of it, it doesn't look like the team has money. Um, Colin Cowherd said something very interesting, and it's something that I was thinking about as well. Gruden seems like a likable guy. Seems like you'd like to meet him and hang out and have a beer. You'd like much like you say, our president is Maddie. Like you'd want to sit and talk to him and have all this stuff. But he hasn't delivered on really anything he did win the super bowl but the argument could be made that he did that with tony Junji's team um it was like his first or second year something right? like that yeah. um but same as tomlin there exactly 
No, no, no. It's the same. It's the, yeah. yeah. So, th- like I said, another situation I think could go horribly, horribly wrong. Um, listen to what Cowherd had to say about how Gruden is classified as a quarterback guru. So let me ask you this. For all you people that put outside your restaurant, best chili in town, best burger in America, world's best pizza, I keep hearing that John Gruden's a quarterback guru. He had nine quarterbacks in Tampa. None developed into stars. He had four quarterbacks in Oakland. Rich Gannon won an MVP the year after Gruden left. You know what I think happened? He was the first TV analyst to really talk only quarterbacks. He created that quarterback camp over at the other place. Now, I talk quarterbacks now. Dilfer talks quarterbacks now. 10, 12 years ago, John Gruden was the first analyst that branded himself, I'm a quarterback guru. And we all know how business works. First in matters. McDonald's was the first people to kind of figure out the mass production of hamburgers. There's been a lot of copiers since. But a lot of the reason they win, they were first in. And Gruden was first in on, I'm talking quarterback, and that's all I'm talking, quarterback camp. And so I think it's taken his brand and his reality and trumped it up. I don't get it. And here's the irony of it. There is a quarterback guru in the National Football League, and there's nobody close to him. Oh, my bad. There is one guy close to him. Geographically, Kyle Shanahan lives across the bridge from the quarterback guru. Kyle Shanahan turned Matt Schaub into a pro bowler. Bust RG3 into rookie of the year. He turned Matt Ryan into an MVP. And Jimmy Garoppolo last year was 5-0 with him. I could also throw up a Brian Hoyer Cleveland stat, and it was the last time Cleveland was interesting. Brian Hoyer was the quarterback. Kyle Shanahan was the quarterback coach. We do have a quarterback guru. And unlike world's best pizza, best chili in town, best hamburger in Los Angeles, I've actually got proof beyond a Yelp review. I've got data. Okay. And so there it is. Coward basically called him out. And a lot of what he said was not true. It was not untrue. It, it, was, it, sound, it sounded like he was right on point. A lot of hype. Not a lot of real sort of, uh, you know, uh, evidence of this, you know, so-called quarterback guru that he claims to be. Um, who who wins first? The Raiders, the Browns, or the Steelers? That's my question. Uh, let's let's go with that. The Raiders. <laughs> Says a Raider fan. Well, I would have to go with the Steelers. I don't know. Who do the Raiders play this week? Miami. Mm. And maybe the Raiders. Okay, the so Raiders. the Browns play. The Browns play who? Browns play. Um, the Jets. The Jets. Right? You can't, you can't no, you know go what? with the Browns. The, I'm taking the Browns. Oh, this will be. We'll, we'll we'll revisit this next week. I'll take the Browns. All right, I'll take against the against that rookie quarterback. Sam Darnold. Um, Sam Darnold. Looking like a champ. Well, not in the second game. Not he game good. two. But he was fine. I mean, a second game in the NFL, he looked yeah. fine. The Browns. The Browns have been close. They scratch first. Raiders and Steelers lose this week. All right, but you know you what? Said. Derek Carr got this big. I mean, you're, nobody's you're, talking you're about Derek Carr. I'll, I'll, I'll take that as a <laughs> look. Positive. Nobody's talking about enjoy it while you can. Derek Carr, though. I mean, you give this guy two hundred million dollars, and he seems average. He seems like low average. Yeah, he's just like a Jameis Winston, mm-hmm. uh, Marcus Mariota type of guy. You know, he's on a. Uh, Tier like five, yeah. yeah. You know, quarterback. I mean, he and came I, out hot his first couple of years, and it's you know? been all downhill since yeah. then. Yeah. It's just, it just sucks, man. You know. Yeah, and next thing, uh, <laughs> and this this guy was playing last night. 
Michael Kendricks, who was with Cleveland, got indicted on insider trading. He gets released by Cleveland. He pleads guilty. So he's a convicted felon. Oh, he's on his way to the feds. On his way to the feds. Seahawks <laughs> pick him up. He plays on Monday Night Football. Uh, what's your take on Michael Kendricks after his conviction? Um being no, a lot, being nothing a lot surprising play. there. I mean, they, <laughs> yeah. they they gave Ray Rice a job. Adrian Peterson's playing this year. I mean, those guys beat up women and kids. So Michael Kendricks did a little insider trading. Why is that surprising? Well, it, you know, they always talk about you know uh, we fill out a form at McDonald's. Even if have you ever been convicted of a felony? So if McDonald, you know, it, yeah, I mean, but dude, if you could flip. 75 burgers a minute and the and everyone else can only do 10 they're still going to hire you the the nfl is a is a skills game you know what i mean like and it's it's a game making billions of dollars if you can win games put fans butts in the seats they don't give a shit about your ethics no you're right and i I just saw it it was interesting last night because he was i mean he was involved in a lot of plays doggy what what do you think about that well shit i'm i'm happy for the guy that he got a job you know what i'm saying because uh it's it's going to be hard, man. He's going to go to the feds. You know, no telling what is he looking at, like 30 some months? Yeah. Something like that. So, so at, le- at least. You know, when you go in that federal courtroom, you don't know what that judge is going to give you. And you then. Know? So he's mm-hmm. definitely going to get something. Oh, no. He pled guilty. You know. And that's so, sort of how that just works. Save your bread, baby. You know what I'm saying? Stay in shape and get out. Get out. But at the same time, while this is going on, he has a job, Colin Kaepernick does not. Oh, yeah. Back Dis- on that. Discuss amongst yourself. That was a setup. Okay. <laughs> discuss amongst yourselves again i think it points to the you know the look man it's it's again <laughs> it's all about the money number one colin kaepernick is not that great as we've been over okay mm-hmm. if he was joe montana he'd have a job right now sure he's not that great he's not great average average somebody like warren moon or something he's, yeah he's an okay. okay. or if montana. he was warren moon he would have a gig right now okay <laughs> but he's not he's average <laughs> and he comes with a, a big headache no. So I think a team would be smart to pick him up simply because I think I think it would be good for their uh, their image. I think it would be good. Well, it depends how you look at it because there's a lot of people that start boycotting that, but it w- it would get a lot of publicity. Yeah, you know I mean it would it would be the most publicized thing of the year. Then it depends what team he would go to. He wouldn't like back up Mariota in in Tennessee with all those red. Look, man, Kaeper- Kaepernick's right. done. We don't need yeah, to talk finished. about him every week. He's not getting a job. Yeah. He's been out the league two years now. No, I was it's playing devil advocate, devil's advocate there. I think, you know, a lot of what you said was right, is that you can understand why. It's, it's too much a headache for the minimal skill set he possesses, and I get it. Um, I had another bizarre thing happen over the weekend in football. Uh, Vontae Davis, oh, wow. <laughs> Buffalo Bills defensive back, retires at halftime. Gets what? the first half and calls it a career. He's like, I'm done. He doesn't come back out. He's like, peace. I'm retired. I didn't belong out there. I just felt like I didn't. And Is that that's a it. first? Actually, no. In other sports, has happened. Uh, John Crook, a uh, baseball player, singled. He went up to plate, singled, and was like, I just wanted to hit one more time. I wanted one more hit. But that's premeditated. That was premeditated. This guy, it sounds like he got frustrated and said, fuck it, that's it. I'm you know out. what? This might have been premeditated, too. Because mm-hmm. I think, like, didn't he get, like, a $5 million signing bonus? Or something like that. He, he might, might be get right. some of that back, doesn't he? Um, I don't know. Because he played the first game, and all you mm-hmm. have to do is play, like, one game and then a half a game. Oh wow! For your oh, really? <laughs> that's oh, what that's, I heard. A guy in the gym like told me that yesterday. <laughs> oh, we figured a game it out. And a half, you, know, you get to keep it. Keep your oh, signing wow. bonus. So, oh um, yeah. Hey, it's something like that. I'm <laughs> wow. gonna look into it. That's nefarious. You know? So uh, hey, 
Yeah, and well, I mean, it could have been premeditated. Okay, it could have been. And the thing is, you, you know, you gotta give the guy some benefit of the doubt. You don't know what he's going through mentally or whatever. Some, maybe something happened, something he's dealing with. But his his teammates came out hard against him because you know you're in this battle together. And they, I think they were down a couple of DBs anyway. I think someone was hurt, and he was trying to you know fill in for them. But it, it just is bizarre that he sort of just <laughs> and then he's like buffalo sucks too you <laughs> yeah know, he looked, got tired of getting worked out there. it looked it looked bad it just yeah. looked bad it sounds bad but you know you hope that he's okay and you hope that nothing mentally or emotional had anything to do with it but you know it's a career he retired he played i think 10 years or something so yeah. pretty decent career just weird the way it ended um Let's see. Uh, we've gone over injuries in, involving Joe Mixon. We told you about picking up Gio Bernard and also Zerline. Oh, let's talk about Zerline because this is how I lost one of my oh, games. Oh, wow. That was crazy. Okay. <laughs> so, what you get for drafting a kicker in round four? But you see, you say that, but the week before he puts up 17 points. It, the, the end, you can't, there's nothing about the draft and the injury you can control. The thing is, this guy, first game, put up 17 points. And I was expecting something similar to that. And then to find out as the game starts, oh, he gets hurt in warm-ups. Should there be some sort of fantasy something to where people let, have to let you know what's going on in warm-ups? I end up taking a zero. I end up losing for the week. But, the, I mean, it was bizarre. I saw the score. You were going to lose anyway. <laughs> Not really. I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of quirky things that happened to me that ended up to my, my, my default, my, my failure in this week. But I'll bounce back next week. But it was just kind of janky the whole the way the whole thing happened is that only a kicker hurts himself warming up in the warm up. Yeah, it was great. It was a real great game. But I, I think the NFL and the coaches of the teams need to work out something to send a text or something to say, "Hey, this guy's out. Make a change." Or or maybe there's something in different you know uh, programs that we do fantasy on where they'll sub somebody in if something like that happens. But a terrible way to lose the game. Terrible way to lose points. Um, okay. Sneaky plays of the week. Yeah. What you got? All right. I, I got one. Okay. I mean, I, I'm i playing Fitzpatrick this week for sure. Okay. I mean, the Steelers haven't stopped anybody. This That's guy's, not sneaky. That's sneaky. He's, no, he's got like hot. 400 yards. Okay. <laughs> but, I mean, he's, he's not starting for many people, right? No. He, he was on not. the waiver wire yeah. until – you know saturday mm-hmm. so i'm that i think that i think that qualifies i'm going with that going with fitz fitz magic uh doggy what about you i would go with ted ginn jr you know the mm-hmm. first week he had a pretty explosive week second week he was a little quiet and he was a sleeper mm-hmm. but uh the third week hey man you never know what goes on with that new orleans offense and uh you know you double up on uh thomas up there hey ted ginn can give you some hell yeah. No, I mean, guys like Ginn are always dangerous because it's high risk, high reward. Um, it's just like like you were mentioning, Matty, uh, Deshaun Jackson, where you end up with either a five-point game or a 30-point game. So it's it's really, you know, you really got to <laughs> be confident in your risk there. Yeah. But, I, you know, and this, you know, bear with me here. But Charles Clay, tight end Buffalo. They play Minnesota. Terrible matchup. Gotcha. My thought is, is that they will be so beat up and blown out by, say, the third, fourth quarter that what will happen is Minnesota will begin to relax and play prevent, and it'll be a time for someone like Charles Clay to get a ton of, say, you know, cheap points. So that I, I would say that's a sneaky play this week. It's a horrible matchup. I think Minnesota will probably beat them by three touchdowns. 
Um, but I think in the end, with them behind and Minnesota basically securing an early victory, look at look at someone like Charles Clay to get some garbage points this week. That's okay. that's my sneaky right. sneaky play. All right, I got another one for you. Okay, I'm going to go with uh, Pettis, the receiver for uh, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. He's a rookie. Um, sure. They still don't seem to have a number one. They're playing the Chiefs. The Chiefs' offense is, or defense is equal to the Steelers in suckitude. Um, <laughs> and I, I think uh, Pet- Pettis, first week, had a good week. Second week, he looked a little better. I think he's going to start erupting. Right on. That's, you know, Pettis is a, a, I saw him that one the first week and looked extremely fast. Um, you're right. They don't have, you got Goodwin out. You have Garcon, and I don't know if you can classify Garcon as the number one. I think 49ers have put someone like Pettis in a position to where they could emerge. And he looks like he's ready. And, 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 that, and that would be the week to do it against the Chiefs. Sure, sure. I mean, they gave up they gave up 13 catches to Juju. You know, Juju. Juju on that beat. Yeah. yeah. No. Okay. Uh, you've been very quiet, Matty. I, I'm trying to figure out how we did I'm in segregation. Why yeah, I'll segregate your eight. I, I, just, uh, you know. I haven't been quiet. You're just trying to set that up there. All right, I got you. All right, we'll segregate your eight. My Big Black Fantasy Podcast invites you to segregate your eight. And I say segregation now, segregation tomorrow, and segregation forever. Your left, your left. Come on, rhythm. Hut, two, three, four. Black guys, help the white guys, okay? What did he say? He said the black guys. The white guys. Okay, so here, all right, we're one and one now. There we you go. You came out victorious. Yeah. Should be two and one. But okay. look, you should run away with this thing, and you're not playing your cards right. If we flip the script, <laughs> I'm, I'm running the table on you. But, oh, goodness. Um, Jay you know, Manny comes out there. with the same team, right? Well, yeah. I, only, I only really have one option. <laughs> so I, I had, a, I had a, a, a big week for McCaffrey, and that's my key. I need him to perform. He had 27.7. And for those of you who are, aren't familiar, don't listen, segregate your eight is. It's the white men versus the black men in fantasy football. I'm picking an all-white team. B picks an all-black an all black team. Uh, I got a big week from Thielen with 31. I had a decent week. Mm -hmm. Burkhead let me down with 2.2. I'm thinking about replacing him with Merrill Hodge this week. (laughs) And uh, Gronk Gronk really let me down. I need 20 points out of Gronk every week. He had 3.5. And Zerline, a big fat zero. Mm -hmm. And you just had monster games all around. Cam Newton gave you 33. Gordon gave you 30. AJ Green gave you twenty four. I mean, you 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 beat me by forty points. Because once you points. go black, you never. All right. Are so off the so attack. we're one and one. <laughs> we're one and one. Um, I'm gonna stick with my boys. I'm gonna replace uh, Zerline with Mason Crosby. Okay. Uh, other than that, yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to take out uh, Burkhead, but. <laughs> um, you, know, you ain't got nowhere to go. Yeah, you ain't got yeah. nowhere to go. Um, I got nowhere else to go. Yeah. So, what about you? Okay. So, let's see here. I got to figure this out because I didn't study like I was supposed to. All right. Well, All right. What uh, what running back did I have last week? You had Gordon and you had Cook. Okay. Let me do Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt and Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard. Okay. And then let's see for a quarterback. Or you know what? You got to use Tyrod Taylor before he's on the bench. I mean, you got. I, I'm just. I'm just trying to help you here. You got a limited <laughs> number of black guys, and a few of them are headed to the bench. So yeah. you you want to use them while you can. 
You just let me do this black thing right. over here. I, I've, I've, I've been black all my life. It's been the only thing that greets me in the morning. I'm, right. I'm more familiar being black than you are. Right. I can figure I'm this out. I'm not so sure, but go on. Oh, goodness. Okay, so let's see. Um, all right, I already played Mike Evans. I probably should have done this before. I know, I, I should have. I screwed that up. Um, T.Y. Hilton. Give me T.Y. T.Y. Hilton. Give me T.Y. Right. Hilton at one receiver. And give me, go ahead and give me Demarius Thomas at the other. D. Thomas, yeah, all right, and you got you need a flex, and you need a quarterback and a tight end. Give me Lamar Miller for my flex. Lamar Miller, and then let's see. You see, last week, and because we 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 play by the rules here, folks. I picked Ingram from New York, and then found out his mom is white, so I couldn't use him. Oh yeah. So that, what a travesty to lose yeah, him terrible. to the white class. It's it's, wow. it's very sorry. I mean, not not really. He he's not putting up anything anyway, so it's not much of a loss. Well, he he had a good game. He, he I think he put up seventeen. Okay. Um, Who'd you have? You had what? So far, you've used Delani Walker mm-hmm. and uh, I used Reed Jordan last Reed. week. Okay, Charles Clay. That's your your pick of the week, right? Go with Clay. You know that's what? what I'm in for you. You know what? No, give me Njoku. Be a man of your word. Give me Njoku. All right. Me want the joke. You're leading the people people astray. You put them all. <laughs> Give us Charles us Clay three. Is the play of the week. Give us three. <laughs> we all want right. three. Quarterback. Um, quarterback. Rod, before he's on the bench. Shh, get I think a week I'm out of him. I can't use Russell, can I? He's he's a no, halfer. Is that what's going Russell. on there? I can't use because he's a white mama. All right. Um, let's see. One second. I'm telling you, man. You need you need Tyrod. He's Dak. got about three more weeks on. Oh, him. Dak's half and half too. Dak, wait, is Dak half? Yes, his mom is white. Man, damn, lost another one. You know what? Give me, give me a Tyrod. Tyrod, oh, I said that ten minutes Damn. ago. Give me Tyrod. Why not? All right, all right. All in and at kicker, you will have Reggie Roby. All right, <laughs> but no, you know what? I found a black kicker, but he's a free agent, so he's not okay, on the team. Well, but maybe I, somebody, maybe the Steelers will pick you know, him up. They might be looking for a kicker. You, you know what? In memoriam, give me. Uh, I think his name is Brown. <laughs> no, no joke. His last name is Brown. <laughs> I swear to God. In memoriam, just put him on my team. I, right. I, I want, I want him. Brown. I, yeah, I'll find his name momentarily. All right. Not but, that important. <laughs> moving forward. Yes. Um, oh, okay. So we're getting toward the end of the show. Uh, let's just talk about, you know, we've gone through two weeks. What is your attitude now as you go? What should other people's attitudes be about their team? What should they be looking for to make their team better? You know, should they panic? Should they not panic? That sort of thing. Uh, uh, Doggy, you go first. Well, I'm 0-2 now. I'm not going to panic. You know, I'm, you know, pissed. But, you know, hey, I have to um, believe in my draft, believe in myself, believe in my, you know, GM skills. You're 0-2? I'm 0-2 right now. But, you know, it's okay. So don't panic, guys. Get to the waiver wire if you're 0-2. You know, if you're 2-0, hey, man, you know, you're sitting kind of high on the hog and, your head might be getting too big, and you know you're gonna get fucking slashed. <laughs> I feel like you're you talking know, to soon. me. Yeah, you know. But other than that, <laughs> just keep with your draft, stay positive, and um, believe in yourself and your GM skills. And you know, hey man, you know this is a long season. Anything can happen. That's it, Maddie. Well, as I, as I said earlier, after two weeks. Whoever, whatever defenses are in the top 10, that's how they're going to finish. Good mm. chance 80% of the time. So I, look at your defense. If they're not in the top 10, drop them, get one that is. Um, waiver wire, I, if you're in one of those spiraling waiver wires, you know, where it rotates every week, yeah. 
Don't just grab someone just to grab someone. Let everybody else do that and wait till you're in that number one spot and you can grab somebody that matters down the road. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're in a same thing, if you're in a, a bidding waiver um, like the FFPC where you got a thousand dollars to bid, you know, let let someone else go out and throw uh, three four hundred dollars on Geo Bernard. He's gonna get you two weeks. You bid three dollars on all your guys. If you get somebody, great. If you don't. That's great too. You save that money for m- mid-season when some running back snaps his ACL and you grab the backup. Mm-hmm. All good advice. Yeah. Um, the kicker, the black kicker I want on the team, John Brown <laughs> is his name. John now, Brown. Yeah, look at him. He's got like a high top fade with a little blonde streak right, in it. You got He's him. awesome. John Brown. John Brown. If you c- come on home, John Brown, we can we can win this title with your boy. Um, here goes. This is what we want to do. We're heading into the week three. First of all, if you're 0-2, like me, and I'm a proud 0-2-er, I'll admit it, because I've gotten jobbed in a couple games, start to look and see how you're losing these games. If it's something fluky, you can stick with your, your philosophy, because eventually you're going to snap back. If you are losing by in, because of one position, whether it be receiver, quarterback, whatever, you need to start addressing that position, because it's not, it, after, again, as you get to two, one is sort of a chance, two, you're now moving toward a trend. If your quarterback isn't delivering, go make a trade, get a quarterback. If your running back isn't, figure that shit out too. Um, what Maddie said, a lot of things that happen in this two to three week span or this two to three week period, this first period of fantasy, um, these things are going to be sort of the way they are for much of the season. If you are a good defense after three weeks, you're probably going to be a pretty good defense for the bulk of the season. So start to look at that. Start to see... You know, who who you have and who you should get moving forward. Who's trending the right way? Who who is who's competing at a level, you know, day in, day out that you need to have? Um, that type of stuff. Don't panic if you're on two. Go ahead, put your best foot forward. That's really the best advice to give. Um you have quarterbacks out there that there's always a quarterback or two that's gonna have a miracle season that is on a waiver wire. You wanna try to identify that guy right about now. And get them on your uh, fantasy lineup so you can figure out uh, when to use them. You want to have somebody that no one else knows about and you want to get them before anybody else. Um, You know, that's pretty much it. Also, wait, one more thing. Start to look at buys now. You're now two weeks in. You're beginning to get closer to the first buy. Try to plan your roster two weeks in advance, two to three weeks in advance. So, you know, in week five, your quarterback's in the buy. You got to go pick up somebody else. Start to figure that stuff out because it's better to do it now than have it sneak up on you later. And that's really all the advice we have going into week three. We hope you enjoy the show. Um, was it good for you guys, too? Hell yeah, always. Good. Do you want a cigarette? No? No. Okay. <laughs> I hope to see you guys back here at one and two. Uh, yes. Don't come back here at zero and three. I I think this is the week. get a lecture. This is yep, the week. This is, this is the week. I, I feel strongly. I said that last week. This is the week. Good luck to you guys. Um, remember, you can reach us. Uh, we're on Twitter. I am at B underscore MBBFP, like my big black fantasy podcast. Maddie is at my big black FP. Our email, email address is email us at my big black fantasy podcast.com. Maddie, your Facebook. Facebook.com slash the dad is super bad. And doggy still illiterate like Doc Dexter Manley on um, the social media. <laughs> I don't know how to read. 
Can you learn me how to yeah, read? I will play craps. Yeah, well, that's all you need, really, yeah. in this life. Yeah. You just play craps and win 70 grand. Big deal. You don't need to read. So, anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back again next week with more advice around this time. And um, take us home, you guys. Right on. Peace out. Peace out.